us mortals could have a relationship with the Almighty. Hallelujah. We thank you tonight for breaking the veil so that we can have access into your presence. Oh, Lord. We thank you tonight for the privilege we have to gather together, people of like faith, bearing the same last name, God. We thank you tonight, Lord, that you have named us after yourself. And I pray tonight, Lord, as we go before your throne, Lord, and we seek to hear from you, steer me in the way I ought to go, God, and quicken our ears and our hearts, God, to hearken to your voice. And let this night not be over without, God, a tangible demonstration of your power. We thank you for hearing our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Invite us to turn in our Bibles to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, and we'll turn to chapter 7. We'll be reading verses 36 through 50. And while you're looking for the word of God, we certainly give God thanks for the presence of the Lord. We certainly bless the Lord tonight for our pastor, Bishop Geddes. We certainly give God thanks for how the Lord has helped and continue to help him. We certainly give God thanks for the quorum of ministers. And we want to give God thanks for Elder Geddes. And we certainly give God thanks for the anointing in his life and for the quorum of ministers here who avail themselves to be used by the Lord. We certainly give God thanks for Mother Geddes and we certainly give God thanks for how he has touched her body. Uh, we certainly give God thanks for what he has in store for her. Amen. We certainly give God thanks for the quorum of brotherhood and sisterhood that we come together. We are one people and I believe we're going to the same place. Amen. We certainly give God thanks to my family. We certainly give God thanks for ministering to us. Ah, yes. I uh, certainly give God thanks tonight for the word of God. All right, let's turn to the word. Luke 7, verses 36 through 50. And I'm going to invite you to read alternate verses with me so that you can stay engaged. How is that? And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the ears of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And Jesus answering and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. Mm. And when he had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Mm. 
And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the tears of her head. Wow. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. All right, let's read together the last verses. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. You may be seated. From the word that was read tonight, I desire to speak with you on this thought or topic, Forgiven. Forgiven. There are many precious experiences we have as we sojourn life. And uh, no doubt, we grow to appreciate these experiences sometimes the older we get. as we, Our understanding gets, becomes enlightened. But I believe that this declaration of forgiveness is one of these high points in life. But of course, it only matters if you grasp what it is that you have been given. It only matters if you really were looking for it or understand what has been given to you. Because certainly there are many who have been given opportunities and blessings in life who have squandered it. But this one, I I, I tell you, it is God sent. And it is a beautiful thing to be released. Forgiven. Forgiven. It's, It's to be pardoned. It's absolution, it's exoneration, it's remission, it's dis- dispensation, it is indulgence, it's clemency, it's mercy, it is reprieve, it is amnesty. And the adjectives that describe this whole thing of, of forgiveness and being forgiven goes on and on. But I think that perhaps one that encapsulates this whole matter of forgiveness is being made free. It's to be made free or to be liberated. And, you know, in, 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 in we might not be able to relate to it ever so often because some things we take for granted. But I tell you, you want to have someone who is in debt up to their eyeballs. You know, because not because of their own doing, but life happens sometimes. Nobody goes into business to fail. But sometimes business, he experiences Difficult economic times. And what started out as a, as a promising venture is now a debt from which to be recovered from. The IRS code 431 states that if you borrow money and are legally obligated to repay a fixed or determinable amount at a future date, you have a debt. Or you may be personally liable for a debt or may own a property that's subject to a debt. Anybody here know what a debt is, D-B-T? All right, we're in the same house. 
Now, if your debt is forgiven or discharged for less than the full amount you owe, the debt is considered canceled. But wait, wait. Canceled in the amount that you didn't have to pay. The law provides several exceptions. However, in which the amount you didn't have to pay isn't canceled debt. The amount that you didn't, the amount that has been paid is satisfied, but the amount that supersedes what has been paid, but there still remains debt that is still on the books. Mm. Some of us might be familiar with this thing called short sale. The property is worth less than what is owed on it. And you sell it and the bank says, okay, we're not coming after you for the rest. But next thing you know, when tax season comes, you get a form that says it has been reported to the IRS as income. And all of a sudden, your release or your freedom is not true freedom. Because now you owe not the bank, but you owe the government. Now, there are people who I'd rather owe than to owe the government. Because not everybody can reach into your bank account. Not everybody can reach into your, your retirement, but the government can. I tell you, there are some that you, you can deal with, but there are some that it follows you to your grave. Mm. Sin is one of those. Oh, God. You know, there are people who owe money, and they hide from the debt collector. You know, in my line of business, I work for a bank. And the worst thing you can do is to hide from the bank when you owe a debt. You might not have the money, but the, the last thing you need to make sure you have is integrity. Because if your character is faithful to the obligation that you have, and you're willing to answer the phone, answer the debt collector, you have a chance of working out an arrangement. But if the debt collector believes that you're trying to avoid him, you make him nervous. And when he is nervous, he does everything within his power to protect his property. Because now he doesn't know that you, you really want to talk to him, but you don't have the means to, to satisfy the obligation. All he knows is that you're hiding. But we know that we can't hide from God. Because after a while, every debt that is out, is there's going to be a, a report, a collection. And everybody got to give them a report about their obligation, their outstanding obligation. But aren't you glad tonight, hallelujah, that you don't have to run from God. This is the time when he's giving amnesty. This is the time when he's giving liberty. This is the time and the season when he's giving freedom and liberty from debt. And the thing about this is that when he pays the debt, he pays it all. Somebody put your hands together and praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> your sin and my sin is not a surprise to God. So why are you hiding? <laughs> Jesus of mercy. The enemy plays games with us because he knows that your debt will keep you from fellowship with God. And so he scares you up 
and reminds you of your debt. But he doesn't tell you that God is freeing people from their debt. So he tells you that God don't want to see you because you owe God a debt. And what happened now is that God has made provision, but you can't take advantage because you're hiding. And if you're hiding, you can't come to negotiate the settlement. Good God Almighty. Your sin is not a surprise to God. The Bible lets us know that he says, I came for sinners. He said, they that are whole have no need for the physician. But they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous. But what? But sinners to repentance. Aren't you happy for repentance tonight? Let's put our hands together and praise the Lord for repentance. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, not only this whole matter of debt. No matter, not only is it important for us to settle. But it's important for us to agree with God concerning the debt. The Lord is telling you that you're in sin. I said, no, 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 I'm not in sin. I'm good to go. The Lord tells you that you're, you, you, you have an obligation outstanding. And you tell God, say, you paid it. Who's keeping account? God is. Whose law did we break? God's. Who would know if we are in debt? God. Jesus, isn't that something how the devil messes with our minds? And now, instead of us agreeing with God, say, yes, sir, I am in debt. We now go hand-to-hand combat with God, telling God that our righteousness qualifies us not to be considered in debt. When the Bible says our righteousness is but filthy rags before him. Uh, uh. Oh, the devil is playing a game with us, saints. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And the, 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 the thing that the Lord is offering in Isaiah 1 and 8, he says, come now and let us reason together. Let's talk about it. Said the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What a deal. He said, come without money. Come without price. God Almighty. <laughs> Somebody says, I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn, and sad. That prodigal son went out with his pocket full of money. When he came back, he came back broke. But when he came back broke, he found true freedom and prosperity because he got the freedom that he ultimately needed, which was the blessing of his father and to be in fellowship with his father. Good God. He says, I will make you brand new. The Bible lets us know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Look, behold, all things are become new. Where's the debt? My old account was large and growing every day. For I had a sin problem and I didn't have the wherewithal to pay. But one day, hallelujah, 
One day when I ran up against a wall, I came front and center with the the, the penalty of my debt. And God touched me enough that I would listen and finally agree with him. Oh, glory to God. The psalmist says in Psalm 130, and he says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ear be attentive to the voice of my supplication. This is the place of penitence that the Lord is looking for debtors to come. No need to hide from it. Just come and deal with it. Hallelujah. Come and reason with God. And here the writer is is seeking the face of God. He said, out of the depths, out of my miry clay experience, out of my sinful state, I cried unto the Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? But, 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 there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait, therefore, for the Lord. O God, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope, because why? He knows of my sin, but because there is forgiveness with God, hallelujah, I will wait on him, hallelujah. Oh God Almighty, hallelujah. My soul waiteth for the Lord because I know that he will show me grace and mercy. Oh glory to God. I'll watch for him. I'll wait for him, hallelujah. I'll invite his presence. I'll set it up that he'll see me, hallelujah. Because I believe he's carrying the the stamp that says canceled or satisfied to my obligation and debt. Oh, glory to God. Mm, oh, glory. In our text tonight, the Bible lets us know that this Pharisee invited Jesus into his house. Now, it's, it's really interesting, right, that a Pharisee would invite Jesus. But this was the experience. And the Bible said, behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, that was her reputation, that's how she was known. Ah, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment. This woman was on a mission. She, was, she heard that Jesus was in the house of the Pharisee. Her reputation is that of a sinner. No, you got to put perspective. A woman who's known in scripture as a sinner, is going into the house of a Pharisee. Those are almost the two extremes of the society. But here it is that she went into the house, and we're going to read a little, with an alabaster box of ointment. She no doubt was a notorious sinner. Most suppose that she might have been a prostitute. Her presence in the, in the Pharisee's house showed courage and determination. She was willing to do anything to express her love for God. And she came with the wherewithal to bless God. You got to understand, saints. We came to Jesus with a mess. And now that he has delivered us, oh glory to God Almighty. What do we carry? We no longer carry our sin, but what do we carry? This woman brings with her an alabaster box of ointment. What do you carry, hallelujah, since you've been delivered? Oh glory to God Almighty. Mm. Uh, this ointment was known, or this anointing was no doubt going to be happening at the, the earliest stage of Jesus' ministry. 
But it, it, it's, it's wonderful what the Lord allowed this woman to do. The Bible lets us know in verse 39, Now when the Pharisees which had bidden him saw it, saw what? Saw that Jesus, this woman had come in weeping and began to wash Jesus' feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. When the Pharisees saw it, he couldn't believe what was going on. Now I tell you what, it's funny how we are all believers in Christ. But yet still somebody praising the Lord with exuberance gets our attention. And all of a sudden sometimes we stop praising the Lord, begin to watch as though it's a show. What you're looking at is what they brought. Hallelujah. What did you bring? God Almighty. They brought a praise to offer to the Lord. What did you bring? Hallelujah. While it's time that offerings of goodness and gratefulness and, and gratitude, expressions of thankfulness are being offered to the Lord. It's not time to be spectating. It's time to offer up what you brought. Maybe you didn't bring anything, but reach back. Somebody says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. So you might feel like you ain't got nothing to be thankful for. But somebody says, when I look around and see what the Lord has done for me, it makes me want to go all the way. Hallelujah. This woman showed up armed to bless, armed to demonstrate her love. She is coming armed and, and, and just ready to be a blessing to God. For after all, she had an encounter with God. Her debt was canceled. And because her debt was canceled in full, she couldn't help herself. It is the type of love that is stubborn. It is the type of love that is overwhelming. It's the type of love that consumes you. This woman didn't fear the Pharisee no more. She, didn't she wasn't living after her own reputation. She was living after... After a conviction that I owe God a praise. Somebody show glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. She came in with a bottle of, of anointment. Of ointment. And now she was ready to do business. But, but she's consumed. She's lost for words in the presence of God. In the presence of the Lord, she is lost for words. She falls at his feet behind him and begins to gush out in weeping, tears of expression of gratitude. She, she evokes an atmosphere in that room. It must have been an awkward moment for those who were around. And they became, and I can only imagine, silent, stunned, in wonderment. What's going on? Asking, does he, is he truly a prophet? He would have known that this woman, this woman with a reputation of being a sinner, is anointing or touching him. Oh, glory to God Almighty. They're wondering within themselves. But this woman is having a ball because she has experienced she has experienced, she has experienced forgiveness. She has experienced the liberty and the freedom of being delivered from her sins. This woman has experienced what she must have longed for. I wonder if it truly exists. Can anything undo the mess that I'm in? Can anything happen good for me? Am I condemned to die in the state I'm in? No, one day she met Jesus. And Jesus stopped that, hallelujah, and gave Gave her a new life and gave her a new hope. So, oh God Almighty, Jesus will do it. He will do it. He will change and turn your life around. Somebody say glory to God. 
Hallelujah. What do you say to the Lord after all he has done for you? Well, your father couldn't help you. Your mother was, was, was desperate, but she couldn't help you. Oh, glory to God Almighty. When nobody else could help her, Jesus came into your place, came into your community, came into your environment. He skipped your neighbor's house and came to your door. What was so special about you? He came knocking. Hallelujah. Good God Almighty. Mm. And thank God. You know, he knocked, but he gave you the mind to answer. In other words, he was so desperately after you. And now that you've come to understand what the Lord has done, and you begin to see that this had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with the goodness of God. Somebody says, what shall I render unto God for all of his benefits? Oh, glory to God. So this woman, oh, glory to God, Almighty, she, she, she pours out this anointing oil. <laughs> oh God Almighty. She empties. She pours out what she brings. She pours out something of value. You got to understand for her to maintain what she had, it had to be contained because it was valuable. It was kept as a precious ointment. Hallelujah. Your praise is of value. Your heart is of value. Your soul is of value. Oh, glory to God Almighty. Your undivided attention is of value to the Lord. Your, your praise and your worship is of value to the Lord. Mm, mm. Here she is. Uh, no doubt she, she stands behind his feet and, and Okorobo says, how do you say thank you to the Lord? She breaks into tears and with those tears, her, his feet is all wet. Oh, wow. And, he, and, and, and when she has washed his feet, she uses her hair. Now you got to understand for a woman then to turn her hair all loose. You know, it, 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 it's, it's provocative for one and, and it's considered sinful. Mm. And so it's considered vulgar in, in that day and age. And you got to understand that this is what she's doing, expressing her, her gratefulness to the Lord. You know, David had a, had a similar experience when he saw the ark of God coming up, coming up and entering into the place that had been set aside for it. He couldn't help himself but worship and praise the living God. He couldn't help but dance and magnify God. He magnified God so much until his clothes was, was hanging off of him. Oh, glory to God. It provoked his, his wife, Michal, to, to wonder, how can you, king, behave yourself so cheap? Hallelujah. But what she didn't know what was what was happening in the heart of the king. Hallelujah. Because the king had spent many days on the hillside with the sheep, offering praises, sending kisses to God. Hallelujah. And now having this intimate relationship, and now he see the ark of God coming into a place he has set aside for the ark of the promise of the ark of the presence of God and now in the midst of all that he sees it coming together somebody says when I think of the goodness of Jesus I can't help but think of how good God is somebody say glory, glory. oh glory to God mm. so here it is this woman pours out and she begins she, she, she begins to kiss his feet now you got to understand 
that in that time and culture, sandals was the, the typical footwear. And if you're walking in a dusty road, you know, you're going to be, your feet are going to be dusty. I know he's Jesus, but his feet are going to be dusty, right? And so here it is, it's, it's all dusty. But this woman, she's not deterred by reason of what we know as wow. What are you doing, woman? She's moved beyond the, the physical. She, you know, that's, she's moved beyond normal. She's moved beyond status quo. She's moved beyond business as usual. She's moved beyond, you know, checking stuff out. She's zeroed in oh, with a heart of gratefulness for what the Lord has done. The goodness of the Lord surpassed everything else. Hallelujah. She was convinced that this is the thing to do this moment. Hallelujah. Nothing else matters. When was the last time you worship? Hallelujah. When was the last time your praise was like nothing else mattered in that moment? When was the last time you were so consumed that you felt as though you ran out of words and you begin to pour out your soul before the Lord? Oh, glory to God. How much do you value what the Lord has done in you? You got to understand that you in a mortal frame, your soul has found security eternally with the true and living God. That when time shall be no more and the sky shall crack open, there is a word that will be released from the Lord already that he is going to return and those that who are baptized and, and dead in Christ shall be change from corruption to incorruption and those who remain from mortal to immortal and to be caught up with him. That is the power of what has happened in your heart and in your life. And for those who have not experienced the transforming power of God, they are going to be damned eternally. What did you and I do to deserve? What did we do to be, deser to be deserving of being chosen? Uh, uh, uh. This woman, she is overwhelmed. And now, now, when the Pharisees begin, to, uh, which had bidden him, saw it, he, he says, this man, if he was a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is. Listen, let go of my past. Don't you see that I'm changed? <laughs> God Almighty. To, so so to, now, now to understand, Simon saw the woman's past. Jesus saw in display of a heart and life transformed. Simon thought Jesus didn't know who the woman was. But Jesus turned it around and said, Simon, do you see the woman? Simon thinking that God is clueless, that Jesus is clueless. Jesus is saying to Simon, you are clueless. You don't even get it. A miracle is happening in the presence. You, you should, you know, I came into your house. You didn't offer me nothing. Hallelujah. You didn't even wash me. Come on, Curtis. You didn't even offer me to wash my feet. But this woman, hallelujah, this woman, good God Almighty, uh, call her emotional. She, she's a grateful woman. Call her, you know, by her past. She's, she's a redeemed woman. Hallelujah. Good God from glory. Oh, oh, wow. Mm, mm, mm. No. 
Ah, you, you got to understand. So, so it's, I find it fascinating. So Jesus didn't turn around and begin to condemn Simon. He didn't begin to because the Lord said, I got one at my feet. But I'm after the other one too. I tell you what, the Lord wants us. Hallelujah. He wants us. <laughs> and so he, 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 instead of rebuking Simon and tearing him up, you know what the Lord did? Jesus answered and said to him. And when it's, it's a, it's a, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owing 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, thou hast rightly judged. Now, gather here, gather here. So, so when, when we look at what's going on, have we really valued what God has done? Or have we taken it for granted that it was meant to be? Have we forgotten that God has forgiven us much? Or do we see that as commonplace because everybody else is doing it? Uh, but what we've got to understand is that, that the Lord intentionally came into our lives. Because we were beyond help. We needed supernatural help. Oh, glory to God. And he begins to describe how this woman, in response to the great work that has been wrought in her life, how she gave, she, she gave him the Lord kisses and how she washed his feet with her tears and wiped them with the ears of her head. And, and he, he begins to say, listen, you invite me into your house, but you don't even know who is in your house. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you'd have done right by me too. We don't want to miss the Lord, saints. We don't want to minimize the moment we have in his presence. Hallelujah. It's not easy for us to blot out our past and to free ourselves from all the prejudice re resulting from the knowledge of our past because sometimes the enemy wants to bring it back and cause us to slow up in our worship, slow up in our praise slow up in our devotion but we've got to remember that we are a new creature, we've got to remember that what God does, it's well done what the Lord has done in our lives hallelujah, there is no balance owed, hallelujah, and so the devil has nothing on us, hallelujah it has all been forgiven somebody says it's all forgiven oh glory to God hallelujah oh glory and so the psalmist says because I appreciate what the Lord has done because I really appreciate what the Lord has done he says I will bless the Lord at all times now you're gonna see a new me here because I, I, I just caught knowledge of what the Lord has done I, you know, I took it for granted up till now, but, but when I, th I begin to grasp the magnitude that even, I, I, it could have been that otherwise I, I would have fainted, I would have died and gone to a, a Christless grave, hallelujah. But when he begin to think of what the Lord says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In other words, I'm so far behind on my gratefulness and my gratitude, I can't even take a break from praising God, hallelujah. I'm so in a deficit because when my mother and my father conceived me. I didn't say nothing because I, I was there silent. Hallelujah. But he birthed me alive. I have yet praised him for that. I have yet glorified God for that. When trouble came into my life, some lost their life, but the Lord spared me. I barely start to praise him for that. I barely start to express my gratefulness for that. Somebody says, I owe God. I owe God a praise.
Oh, glory to God. Somebody says, when I think of the, what is done for me, what's that song? And how he made me free, I'm going to do what? Dance, dance, dance. How long? You got to understand, that writer, that writer was on to something. He realized he was in the arrears in paying gratefulness to God. It's time for us to begin to pay on the debt. You all got to pray. <laughs> You all got a praise. Hallelujah. Sitting cute. You all got a praise. Your mouth shut. It's time to open your mouth and glorify God. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. My soul. Make her bows in the Lord. Good God Almighty. I will delight myself in the Lord. For he has made me glad. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm no longer a weekend Christian. Monday morning my co-workers dread Monday. But Monday I'm fired up and ready to tell somebody about Jesus. I will bless the Lord at all times. Catch me in the morning. I haven't got my coffee yet. Hallelujah. But I ain't grumpy because I will bless the Lord. And I'll... Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so backed up on my worship. So backed up in my praise. I shouldn't be sleeping. <laughs> because the Lord has been good to me. The Lord has been good to me. Anybody here see and understand what I'm trying to say? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Almighty, He came looking for me. From sinking sand, He saw me from eternity and came into time that He might deliver me from sinking sand. Hallelujah. And when he hit earth, he still had to go further down into the earth to redeem some. Hallelujah. Good God. Oh God. <laughs> what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits? How much do you owe God? We can't even talk about praising God ahead in advance. Come on. It's a beautiful thought, but we are so behind. What are you doing to catch up? What are you doing? Are you trying to live right? Are you living holy? Because you can't afford to go in arrears? Are you striving to be an example of the believers in words, conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith and in purity because you're so backed up? Oh, good God Almighty. I'm not saying constipated. I'm saying you all got a praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. You know, there are some folks who are standing beside you who don't, they don't even get it. 
You need to say, excuse me, I got a debt to pay. <laughs> you said, excuse me, listen, I got a debt to pray. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, oh, God, I pray. This ain't no dollar praise. This ain't no $10 line of praise. Good God Almighty, how do you value? What do you pay God for what he has done? You, can, you don't even have time for bad attitude. You don't have a time for no curse word. You don't even have no time for, for <laughs> you so behind in praising God. Hallelujah. Jesus have mercy. Jesus, what is up for me? When I think about Jesus, how he made me free, I can dance, dance, dance all night long. Oh, when I think about Jesus, what is up for me? When I think about Jesus, how he made me free, I can dance, dance, dance all night long. 